Hey guys, welcome to Doula Diaries. I am getting ready to call my doula partner, Colin. And by call, you know, it's 2022, so I'm means I'm going to add her to Zoom, which is what I'm recording on right now. I have to tell you guys this story, one of the craziest, most memorable stories of my career. And it was a combined client with Colin and I, and she doesn't know the story. You guys don't know the story. So let's let's get Colin on the line. Let's tell it. Okay? This is where I go, ring, ring, ring. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you know, it's cold as shit. Have you been outside? Oh, my gosh. It was 32 degrees this morning in... Um, I mean, I guess we live in the same city. Colin, oh, like for but... those that don't listen in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh my gosh, it was 32. And I was shivering and I turned on the heat in the middle of the night and everyone else in the house was like, it's a sauna, it's so hot. And I'm like, oh, I need, I only turned the heat to 66 too. So anyway, hey, <laughs> I, I'm dying to tell you the story about Mackenzie. I want to hear it. Have you, been... have you talked to her? Do you know anything? So we talked a little bit. I just know that, like, the baby's here. <laughs> okay. And then it was crazy. I know. I was like, please, like, protect the story. She was like, you have to talk to Heidi. I was like, okay. I'm dying also to, like, talk to her. Like, we're going to have to have a follow-up. Okay. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So background, you guys. Mackenzie is a client of Colin and I's. We share all of our clients. And she's like what we call a multip, given birth before. And so we were. That, and this matters vaginally. Yes. 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 She had given birth before vaginally. And we were her doulas. And she on the first, what, it was like prom, premature rupture of the membranes, I think at 37 weeks. So we were like, ding, ding, ding. Mac doesn't go to full term. <laughs> Just like Heidi always says, everybody has a gestational age they typically go to. Mm -hmm. So we knew it wasn't going to be like 41 weeks for McKinsey, right? (laughs) So it was kind of like, well, when is it going to happen? All right. So fun fact, Colin does know this part. Every client but one, I think, over the last two years in COVID that had COVID at full term, 36 weeks or beyond, did go into spontaneous labor. That was our clients. I'm not telling you this is something that's going on nationwide. I'm or nationwide. Listen to me. Worldwide. <laughs> fucking worldwide with this COVID pandemic. Um, it's just something we had a hundred private clients or a, about a hundred private clients per year. And we've seen all but one go into labor if they were full term. So we've scaled back, by the way. So if you're submitting an inquiry to us, reach out sooner than later. (laughs) So so anyway, so Colin goes to her prenatal in person, which she anyway, whatever. She never does, y'all. Okay, like zooming it up because the hospitals won't let us in if we've had a COVID exposure. So Colin goes in person because Max are things are getting better. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm like, we're vaccinated. It's fine. We'll try this. Max, our friend, we're like, let's just go hang out with her and, you know, her little girl, Ren and Ryan. Anyway, Colin, 
I don't know if you called me or Mackenzie calls me 48 hours later and everyone's got COVID. (laughs) I didn't. But they all do. They did. Okay. So Colin believes, y'all, she believes. We are recording this in October of 2022. Colin believes that she has never gotten COVID. I don't have the antibody. Or besides my vaccine, I don't have, like, I've never... But guys, Colin also doesn't leave her house and only wears a mask. Yeah, okay. So. If that's what, if you think, if you think that you're the only person on planet Earth that hasn't gotten COVID, I don't yet. think that I'm the only one. <laughs> so, so anyway, I just happen to be the only one. So we got we got kind of stuck in this weird predicament, Colin and I, right? Because I'm like, Colin, you know, she's going to go into labor. She's full term, and she goes early. She was 36 weeks along. She gets COVID. We're like, oh man, she's definitely going into labor. And we're like, Needless what are we say? We have gone back to not doing things in person. Right. Well, also, we're like, what are we supposed to do? Because the hospital won't let us in. So we're like thinking, okay, how can we labor with her at home? And Colin's like, I'm out, dude. Like, I've, I'm untouchable from COVID. <laughs> I'm over here, like, been there, done that. Oh, I guess I'll just get it again. So anyway, we just, we weren't really sure what we were going to do, right, Colin? We were like, we were pretty sure Mackenzie was going to go into labor, but like we didn't share this with Mackenzie because we didn't want to freak her out. So Thursday. I'm just laughing that you said I'm the only person that thinks I haven't had COVID because they don't know that I'm high risk. And you're like, Colin's untouchable. You are. You are. <laughs> There's no other Colin. All right, so it's Thursday morning, though, after this. So this was like Friday, you saw Mackenzie. So the next Thursday at 8 in the morning, Mackenzie texts, Mark my words, Margo, said baby, double rainbow baby, by the way, will be here within the week. And we're like, <laughs> when you're like positive for COVID and you're at your gestational age and Max, like the baby will be here within the week. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? Right? Like something's going on with her for her to send this. And she follows up and says, I'm really hoping I can make it till Sunday, but I'm having some serious nesting keyword and some deep pelvic pressure, a residual runny nose. So she said, dare I say normal? And I'm like, no, it's called your mucus production increases right before you go into labor. Mm -hmm. And that's why you lose your mucus plug and mucus regenerates in your whole body. But then she goes on to say her isolation period isn't up until tomorrow. And her husband has now just tested positive. So her isolation period is about to be over. Her husband's isn't. So Colin, I, I don't think you know anything from here forward. No. So this is eight in the morning. She's not in labor. Nothing's going on. I shut down once I found out I had a COVID exposure. I was like, call me when everything's good. (laughs) Well, I mean, so I'm like, whatever, go about my day. I think I like went to Target or some shit. (laughs) Okay. And then at 10 a.m. she says, it feels hilarious that I still have my mucus plug. And then our other client, Abby, swung by to see her. And Abby's also a doula. And Abby told her, you look birthy. Okay. So now we have like multiple cues going on. We're like, okay, Mackenzie's feeling something. She's positive for COVID. Somehow she still has her mucus plug, but her nose is all mucusy. And then Abby says she looks birthy. And I'm like, oh man. Okay. That's 10 a.m. You guys. 
So from 10 a.m. to like 1 p.m. or noon, um, basically we just pretended nothing was happening. Okay. I'm like, take a nap, put your toddler to bed. Okay. At 1.30, Colin, she texts and says, just want to keep you on the loop. I'm not convinced it's anything, but I just also haven't felt this way in pregnancy yet. Okay. Another key sentence. You just feel weird. You feel off. You feel different. These are the things Colin and I hear, right? I call it the pink fog. (laughs) I know. You say it's so pretty. I love that. It's just like a weird feeling, you know? Um. So that's around 1.30, okay? She said, I've had some legit contractions, deep, low, radiating from my back to my pelvis, measurable. She's she's a Harvard master's degree, okay? It says measure, measurable with a noticeable peak, but I haven't timed them. Typical. Are you labor? Typical freaking <laughs> multip in denial. Okay, now all this to be said, though, you guys got to keep in mind, Mackenzie is now 36 weeks, four days, okay? So a lot's going on in her mind right now. The hospital, she doesn't think is going to let her husband in because he just tested positive. She's still in her five-day window, so there's a lot of things, like your doula not being allowed to come in. And now Mackenzie's thinking, this can't be labor because I have COVID. This is technically late preterm which could be mean NICU. And what am I supposed to labor without my doula and my husband? So she's definitely freaking out at this point in denial, okay? And we're just like, okay, let's just, let's just like will it away. Let's just like, maybe it's just a weird day, okay? I don't even think I'm talking to Colin. I'm just like, it's a weird day, okay? Yeah. So um, she said, um, sorry, Mackenzie, if you're listening. She said she pooped. I'm gonna talk about your poop. Poop, 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 Mackenzie. Anyway, she said she already pooped and it didn't stop them. She's like, I'm just going to rest, hydrate. She was like, check. No fluid is leaking. No bloody show. No loss of mucus plug. So I you, think it's important to too, talk about Ren, how she, Mackenzie had previously gone unmedicated. Yes. So Previous unmedicated and previous premature rupture of the membranes, prom, meaning Mackenzie's first sign of labor the first time was her water breaking. So Mackenzie's in a whole new territory because now her water's intact and we know as her doulas, she's in labor a hundred percent, right? Well, you knew, but if someone that's already been through unmedicated transition, Mm -hmm. you know, it's also a little bit easier to be like, eh. This is not exactly the same. Right. Like, well, compared to unmedicated transition, this is like a walk in the friggin' park, you know? (laughs) So Mac, I think at this point, I think Colin, she was like in deep denial. I think she was scared, right? And I think she just didn't also want to be in labor. So um, we... I talked to her on the phone and I gave her like a plan of action. Like if X, Y, Z happens, like if your water breaks, do not pass go. Like, I mean, just keep... What's the phrase from Monopoly? Do it's, not stop. It's like, do not collect $200. Oh, yeah. I was, just that. I was like, that fucking phrase that we use all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's pass go, do not collect $200. Yes. Pass go, do not collect $200. <laughs> Keep going if your water breaks, Mackenzie. Go straight in, right? If you feel constant rectal pressure, go straight in. We've got a plan of action. And in the in the meantime, I'm thinking, how can I like get a hold of the hospital, right? How can I figure this out? Because... 
I think that she might be in labor. Okay. So at 2 p.m., she loses her mucus plug. And I'm like, shit, she's definitely in labor. Audience members, she is progressing since 9 a.m. You see how things are changing? Every hour, something is different. So basically, I start working with the hospital and McKinsey calls and we talk to our favorite freaking charge nurse, Krista. And we're like, listen, I don't know what's going on here, but like, she cannot birth alone. Is everyone in agreement that like either her doula needs to be there or her husband? And they basically were like, hubs can't come if he's positive for COVID. They were like, but if you don't have COVID, Heidi, and you're wearing the proper PPE, you can come. And I'm like, wonderful. <laughs> can't wait to get COVID today. Just kidding. Let's not say what hospital system is. No, 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 I won't. So anyway, so I was like, perfect. I'm willing to go. I love Mac. If I get COVID again, who cares? I was pretty confident in my immune system and I'm never going to let this person that I adore and love labor alone. Okay. So the plan was labor at home as long as you can, um, if, if, and when you even accept that you're in labor and then I will meet you at the hospital. Okay. <clears throat> so we're just working on logistics y'all. It's two o'clock in the afternoon and from two to 3 PM, it's just like logistics. Okay. I think I had talked to you at one point and you were like, Nothing big going on today. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean. That sounds not like us, but okay, I trust you. I think I was in denial. (laughs) (laughs) It's like very weird for you during the day, my like sweet baby angel that loves administrative work to just like go run errands for no reason. So I was like, I guess nothing really is going on. I know. And this is before I had my addiction to Boba. And so I was not hold other doula diaries. Now I'm running on Boba, you guys, taro, pearl milk, tea Boba. And it's like crack. And it makes you so (laughs) jacked up, like the best ADHD medicine on the planet. But this is like before that. So I think I was just like anxiously like doing things because I was like trying to, I think I was trying to will it away also. I asked Heidi last night if I needed to do a boba intervention. (laughs) (laughs) I do need a boba intervention. I don't have $7 a day or 14 really to go to Starbucks for seven and then later in the day go to boba. (laughs) Anyway, shout out to Share Tea in Charlotte, North Carolina who's not sponsoring this Doula Diaries. (laughs) Um, okay. So Colin at three o'clock, she texts me and says, I'm in labor. This isn't prodromal. Okay. So at three o'clock, there is an acknowledgement from someone who has already given birth and been in labor that she's in labor. Okay. So at nine 45 in the morning, Hey guys, I think Margo's going to show up this week, 3 PM. I'm in labor. This is not prodromal. Okay. And both Hi, I'm like both Heidi. I think we both texted her at some point and said, yeah, we know, honey. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. So I feel like Welcome at some point, maybe you had just woken up because you work night shift. So that makes sense. At three o'clock in the afternoon, Colin chimes in and is like, yeah, yeah we know. Um, I'm not the I'm not the 8 a.m. to 9:45 girl. Okay, and we've got like the logistics down, right? Like we're gonna need a NICU team. We've got a COVID positive mom. We're late preterm. We have a, a partner that can't attend. Doula full PPE can go. Okay, all right. So we're like good. So f- 
closer to four o'clock, um, because I offered to go to Mackenzie's house and walk around with her. I was like, how about I just come over and walk and like rub on your hips? But like that way I'm like with you when we need to like make moves, you know? She's like, no, I'm good. This is a cesspool of COVID over here. Um, I think like everyone, including her parents had COVID. So she's like, please don't come over. Her daughter didn't get it though. Oh, okay. Well, she was like, she literally used the <laughs> word, she used the word cesspool. Like she was like, please don't, <laughs> please don't come over. And I'm like, okay, just maybe get in the bathtub or something. And then like, let me know like when you're headed to the hospital. Okay. So at 4 p.m., I texted her to say like, we've, you know, we've, we have this plan, Mac. I, you got to let it go. Like Ryan is not going to be there. Okay. The only thing I could do is like sneak him in and then probably get in trouble for it later, but that's fine. But I'm like, you know, I was like, these are very ethical people y'all because most people would just lie and just put a mask on and not say that you had COVID. And when they do the symptom screener, you're like, nope, nope. Okay, but these very ethical, let's call them attorneys, <laughs> were like can't can't tell a lie to save their life. So anyway, so I love you guys. We had a plan, and um, at four p.m., Mac texts and says, "My intuition is fucked right now." That's what she says, and she doesn't really cost that much. So I was like, "Okay, we're we're pro- we're probably in active labor." That's what I was thinking, and um. She said she's having a lot of anxiety about what's going on. Like, of course, that's well, who wouldn't, y'all? And um, and she's in the bathtub. Okay, so she's just her. I think she's starting to relax in the bathtub, but her mind is like getting the best of her. And it's like, okay, so at four oh five p.m., five minutes later, Ryan, who's very trained from Birth Story Academy, says Mackenzie's in active labor. We're going to need you before 7 p.m., which is like hilarious. Oh, I know why. I I texted Ryan and said, should I take my kids to the pool or should I stay home? Like we had a play date at the pool and I was Mm -hmm. kind of like trying to like be in denial. I was trying to be in denial. I was trying to be like, I could go to this play date at this pool. So anyway... The whole point is, is my friend Julie, I think she came and got the kids and she took them to this play date. And um, at 440, I get a text that says, okay, we're leaving for the hospital. And you, I'm at, I'm on standby, Colin. I'm just sitting there waiting. I sent the kids away. I think I, since I did know, I texted you something and was like, have you heard from Mackenzie? And I think you were like, nope. But I had from 405 to 440, you know, I had gotten the we're in active labor. We're going to need yeah. you before seven, but I'm, we're in the bathtub. Okay. Like we're doing good. So I'm like literally just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. My kids have gone to the pool on the play date with sweet, sweet angel Julie. And I'm just waiting for the call to leave. Okay. So the next text message I get, which don't ever text your doulas, you guys, when you really need them. Thank God I was just sitting there staring at my phone because I got a text message where I could have been doing anything and not seen it. And she says, I'm calling epidural right now. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys, previous 
unmedicated birth. Colin, there's no world in which McKinsey would get an epidural. I was like, she is one of the most hardcore, dedicated set of goal people. Like in COVID, she graduated from Harvard while pregnant, flying back and forth during a pandemic. Like once she sets her mind to something, yeah, she's incredible. There's no world in which McKinsey was getting. So I was like, now we're in transition. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, this is where... Colin and I charge $3,200 for our doula services. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it's more than that. Who knows? It's not a small amount of money, right? So you put you a little. two of us. Which is the, whole, the whole long thing. We're, we're, we're a pregnancy concierge. We do 10 months of work. There's so much more than just being a doula. But anyway, it's $3,200, okay? Let me tell you. Mackenzie would have told you we earned our $3,200 prior to her even going into labor. But she essentially paid $3,200 for networking because Colin, Whew. I, what? Ca- I called her after I got that text at 4.40 p.m. and saying about the epidural and they were in their car on the way to the hospital and I'm in the car now on the way to the hospital and I live closer to them. So I know I'm going to get there first and I can hear her about to push in the car. No. I mean, We've she's, never had, if you tell me we had our first car, baby, I'm going to freak. So she's screaming. She is groaning. She is grunting. She is screaming. And I am doing the opposite of my normal job. I am coaching her on doing Kegels, on breathing up, on tightening her pelvic floor, on tensing her butt cheeks, like everything to keep this baby inside so she doesn't... And we're always like open release. <laughs> we're like, close it up, lady. So at some point, she's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, like do this thing. And I said, fine, then I'm going to need you to put your feet up on the dashboard. Are you ready for it, Colin? I said, I'm going to need you to put your feet up on the dashboard and take your pants off. Because I need you to be ready to deliver your baby. I, you are in transition. You are starting to push. And I need to hang up with you because I have to assemble a team right now. Oh, my. If they could see my fucking So face. I text midwife A and she says midwife B is on. Okay. So I have, thank God you guys give me your cell phones. I freaking love you. So I text midwife A. She's like, okay, text midwife B. Midwife B is on. I'm like, okay. I text midwife B the sentence, fuck, I need you and the NICU team in the parking lot now. COVID positive mom pushing in car. Thank God they just work with us so much, Colin. Midwife. Did they trust us? Because midwife B was like, done. Heidi and Colin know what they're doing. They're very experienced doulas. They've never done this to us before. We will get downstairs as quickly as possible. So I pull in and I'm already there. And within a minute, okay, so let me get you some timestamps, okay? That's 5.04 p.m. that I am downstairs. No, at 5. I'm holding my breath. Sorry, 4.59. 4.59 is when I sent that text message, okay? So you guys remember like 405, like maybe we're in active labor. Okay. It's 459, not even an hour labor. And I'm sending the Mayday code, whatever that color is for hospitals. So Colin, I'm like, at this point, my heart rate, I've got my watch on and my heart, I'm in tachycardia. I mean, it's, it's over 160. It is crazy. And I'm thinking, 
I don't know why I'm stressed out. Like have your, I just knew it would be traumatic for Mackenzie to have like all these people in a parking lot, like watching her. And so I just didn't want that to be her story, you know? So I think I took that on and my heart just was like going crazy at 5 4 p.m. I am she's such a badass. She would rather just deliver her own baby. I feel like than have people. I mean, she is so, so now I'm on the phone with them. It's 5 4 p.m. And I have a NICU team. I have a midwifery team. I have baby nurses. Everyone is sitting in the parking lot with me with a stretcher, Colin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Mackenzie comes around the corner and her feet are up on the dashboard. And I'm thinking, please don't have a baby sitting on your chest right now. And she doesn't. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. So they open the door and they throw her on the stretcher and we all start running. Okay. Now midwife B has just had a total knee replacement. I am on my way to get a total knee replacement. We're like, you still look at the blind meeting the blind trying to go fast, you know, but we are moving fast. That's 5.04 p.m. McKenzie is 100% full pushing, not like... Colin, I'm not talking about like pushing at the peak of a contraction. I'm like fetal ejection reflex. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I don't even know if, if. Oh, yeah, I do. I was trying to remember what happened with the water. Okay, so we get in the elevator. She's full pushing. We're running down the hallway. We got to get to the eighth floor, you guys. Go around 10,000 corners. And I hear someone say triage. And I like look at midwife B and I'm like, I go triage. Like she's about to have a baby on the stretcher. She's a multip. Like she's 36 weeks. She's COVID positive. We are not going to triage. All these things are going on in my brain, but I didn't say any of them. It was all of those things were Jedi transferred from my brain to midwife B's brain and back. We we had full communication that that was not going to happen. And I just hear midwife B go room, whatever. And it was not a triage room. And so we pull the stretcher and call into that, that first room past triage in that hallway okay. right there, the very first room. Thank yeah. God it was open. We closed the door. Um, Midwife B kind of like Max like on her side curled up in a ball pushing and she just kind of opens her legs and says, okay, push. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and like literally it's like one contraction and um, Mackenzie's water just ruptures everywhere and then the head emerges one, th- literally 30 seconds, Colin, from the time we closed the door. 30 seconds. So I should be said, we have some clients that want to come in like where they're pushy, getting close, that sort of thing. Mackenzie was not that person. Okay. Time of delivery. Okay. So think about at 5.04 PM, we were downstairs waiting for her to pull in. When do you think delivery was? Please don't tell me five oh five or six. Five oh nine. Oh my god. <laughs> we can hey, we can hold true to we've never had a car, baby. Four minutes from the time that they pulled in. And again, I had NICU, baby nurse, 
Midwest. I'm like, damn, I earned my money by networking. Well, really Thank God I had cell phones. Well, but and also why you have experienced doulas. Because experienced doulas knew it was a preterm baby, it was a COVID-positive mom, all of these things. And it's important that you have experienced doulas that have that background, that know a team well to be able to do that for you because not everybody can do that. Yeah. So guess who's laying on the stretcher next to her? Ryan. <gasps> because in the car is just lit, sitting on front, of course. <laughs> so the only possible way that COVID positive Ryan was going to get in the door of that hospital with doula was the way that that happened. So the universe just sort of worked out that way because like Ryan got to be there. For delivery, because of course he wasn't oh. going to leave his wife. Nobody was like, um, excuse me, what are you? They, there was no time for a what COVID screener. <laughs> what are your symptoms? I don't think anybody was wearing a mask. I mean, like the medical people were. I think I was. I'm not even sure if Ryan or Matt, I don't think anybody had a, maybe, Ryan, yeah, Ryan had a mask on. Of course he did, because he's responsible. McKinsey probably didn't. Um, But you guys, Colin, everyone was safe. Baby was perfect. Uh, you, you know, didn't have to go to the NICU. The baby never had COVID. I mean, it was just, so it was so beautiful. It was just like very stressful. It took me 30 minutes to tell that story to I'm you, Colin. I'm going to go take a Klonopin now. I know. It took me. hearing about it. That cord, we all just sat there and we're like, oh my God. I mean, like had to like rub the vagal nerve to like calm down and kind of like bear down to get the heart rate down. Everyone in the room was just sweating that cord did not stop pulsating for 10 minutes. So we just sat, we had 10 minutes where we were just like, Oh, thank God. That was amazing. I'm sweating now. Like just from hearing about we it. were for, if she had no doula with no cell phone numbers, can you imagine? Oh, that would have been a car baby in the middle of a parking lot with everyone staring at you. Oh, I know. But that was not her story. No. And this double rainbow redemptive, unmedicated, very precipitous labor. But I hope everybody just learned something, right? Including Colin. <laughs> right? Oh, Colin, I you already know everything. We are and good at our jobs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to tell you Max's story. What are you doing the rest of the day? Holy shit. I don't know. I usually just do what you tell me to do. All right. Well, take a nappy poo. And yeah, um, that's my favorite. now I can call Mackenzie and tell her you finally know her birth story. Good. That's now we can do her postnatal. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Great. Done. All, All right. right. Bye guys. Bye. Have a great week. <laughs>